Hey, welcome back to Eat Crime Bites. This is Season 2, Episode 9. We are on Act 2, Make Fat Stacks, of an individual that we're talking about called Kenneth Anem and his ex-wife, where they perform romance and elderly scams against their victims. Now, if you haven't seen Act 1, it makes a lot more sense than jumping in here. So if you're watching us on YouTube, I'm going to put a little link here where you can just actually jump right back and catch act one. All right. So in act two, this one we're calling mate fact stacks. And I'm going to Seth, I swear I'm going to use this anytime people make money. Now we're going to start with our very first victim. And this victim is Randy R. That's just how the court paperwork refers to him. He's from Baltimore. So not, not too far from me. He was the victim that brought this to the authorities' attention. And usually, uh, if you've watched any type of crime show, there's usually the one person that reports it, and then they go and they investigate, and they go, holy shit, there's all these other people that are victims too? That's about to happen here, so hold on. So Randy, Randy thought he met a woman through a dating website between 2013 and 2016. Absolutely normal activity in this time period. It's not like he's cutting edge out there dating and dating's new on the web, you know, dating has been around for a while. So there's no real reason to, I think, go into the situation alarmed or anything like we do a lot of our other episodes where there's hacking involved. Um, in here, the woman that Randy was communicating with ended up conning Randy out of 1.1 million. And I had to stop there as I was writing my notes and I said, think what the fuck? Listen, even if I had 1.1 million, Seth, I don't know if I would give my own wife, Andrea, 1.1 million. Oh, my God. At some point, you got to go, I need to meet you. Because in all these scams, there's no real person at the other end, right? Right? I mean, if you're sending somebody six and seven figures, you would imagine somewhere maybe in the four to five figure range, you have a meeting with the person and make sure they're really who they are in real life before you continue sending them, you know, a million dollars. So, sorry, that was a whole tangent. The money that Randy sent was traced to a NIMS Samanti Group bank accounts. Remember that picture I showed you with all those bank accounts in Act 1 and I said he set them all up? It's just one of those. So, out of this 1.1 million that Randy was victimized out of, and then withdrew half million dollars of cash. So he actually had money out of it. So a lot of these things we tell you so-and-so broke in and they stole $5 billion, but they never actually used any of it or they ne never actually had any of it in their hands. In this case, Kenneth had it in his hands. He withdrew $500,000. So we had victim Lisa L. So she met an individual around June of 2017, and she communicated with this person over email, WhatsApp, or her phone. Uh, we learned that uh, the person that they were communicating with stated they were going to ship overseas, and a delivery agent that worked for this person was stopped by U.S. Customs. What a sad story. Carrying bags of gold. Now let's pause on this. How many people do you really know, either directly or even like seven degrees later, who actually deal in gold? day-to-day <laughs> basis well well seth hold on well first of all we had jimmy zong who had a lot of gold and now we're gonna have razzle khan in our next episode who has a lot of gold so i would say anybody who has gold is immediately suspect just based upon 
the very small amount of episodes we've produced on e-crime bites because anybody time anybody has gold they're a criminal yeah uh anyway carrying bags of gold and cash belonging to him and that he needed funds to be able to have the golden cash released and then the question was well did you actually send money to lisa and lisa was like yes she sent up around sending around or wiring to over fifty-eight thousand dollars in 2017 and victim uh, the money was traced to a optimal import and export and optimal import and export was owned by kenneth anim now i was hoping for some kind of uh, seinfeld reference there uh as uh, art vandalay is my favorite importer exporter but apparently we can change that now to mr anim nice nice reference yeah well, and so there's these scams that are happening and it's not some of our cases we bring to you. It's one big hack and it happens. This is a bunch of scams that happen over time. So as you can imagine, as time progresses, you would hope someone somewhere along the financial line would say, hold on a second. This looks suspect. There were some banks. They tried to do that. So what happened was Kenneth would open numerous bank accounts. And this is why I showed you that graphic up front with all the bank accounts and just showing you a four or five and just saying dot, dot, dot and showing, you know, it could be forever is because he could just open up a bunch of bank accounts. And if some get closed, who cares? He'll just go open more. So he would just open up a bunch of bank accounts. And a lot of the banks would say that, the activity that they would see on the accounts would violate their deposit account agreements. So what would happen is you have banks that would freeze them and then Kenneth would then turn around and open new bank accounts. So in these bank accounts, Kenneth and his ex-wife, it's a tremendous amount of money for scams. We told you 1.1 million up, up front, right? Well, total, he put in $5.3 million. So, there's a whole bunch of other people that got scams somewhere in there to make up the difference between 1.1 and 5.3 million. So there were additional victims, right? There were at least 17 that uh, were, I guess, were found through the course of the investigation. So we learned from the court documents um, during, I guess, a question and answer session. Uh, so in total, Agent Reyes, who I guess was the uh, agent involved in the investigation, how much money did the defendant and the co-conspirator benefit from the scheme? And the answer was, we traced a little over $5 million in total received from various schemes. The victims that we were able to identify were a total of $2.2 million, was received into various accounts owned by, uh, it's indiscernible, but uh, an identified co-conspirator. So over $5 million in total? Yes. And then further, um, and was a significant portion of that money once it reaches the defendant and the co-conspirator's bank account sent overseas? Yes. Where was it sent overseas? And what we were able to trace, um, and I guess I could paraphrase some of this, uh, were sent via wire to a Samanti Solutions Ghana Limited. So we mentioned earlier that we think he spent most of his time in Ghana. Um, and is Samanti Solutions in Ghana associated with the defendant? We know that it is, so yes. All right, so the court paperwork gives us a chart later on of victim and restitution. So victim's left-hand side, restitution amount on the right-hand side. And I'm going to just kind of give you a flavor of this. And we're definitely not going to be, I'm not going to put this in the podcast with all the victim names because it just feels kind of weird. But 
you know, it starts with Randy. Randy was the one for 1.1 million, right? And then we got a couple uh, people that got one at 309,000. We got another one at 168,000. And then it just goes down from there. Um, we got a whole bunch of people between about 25,000 and 100,000. I would say that's almost, that almost looks like the sweet spot because most of the accounts are in there. I would say that's probably the easiest amount of money for them to get out of somebody is the 25,000 to 100,000 just based upon this data. And the end of the table shows us a couple stragglers. We got a $17,000 loss. We got a $13,000 loss. And then we got another loss at $1,500. So with that, I'm going to have to have you come back and watch Act 3 because we're going to talk about when they get arrested. If there was anything in this act that you like, please like and subscribe on whatever app that you're watching or listening to us on. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review and tell us whatever episode that you like, because that lets me know what, what people find interesting. And I'll try to aim uh, for more episodes like that. If you haven't visited our website, please do. It's eCrimeBytes. Bytes spell the computer way with a Y or Y is in yellow milk. Dot com. So it's just ecrimebytes.com. And we got all our links and stuff across the top there. And with that, please do come back for Act 3, The Arrest. And we're going to tell you a little bit more about this case. And it just it gets more interesting from here. So we'll see you then. Thanks.